Hey guys, don't forget, January 11th at 1 p.m. at the University of North Carolina at Charlotte Student Union in the movie theater, we will be doing a live episode. We will be in front of you doing a live episode. We're super excited. We can't wait. It'll be streaming for those of you who can't come in. Um, there'll be uh, there'll be free parking and all that stuff. So this will cost you nothing except for physically for you to physically travel from wherever you are now to wherever you will be then. So come join us January 11th at 1 p.m. in the uh, the movie theater at the Student Union at UNC Charlotte. Can't wait to be to can't wait to to meet you all and to interact. It's going to be a lot of fun. Today's podcast is also brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free Audible audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash cheapseatreviews. His early dreams were realized when he founded his transportation empire, the Wilford Industries. But his greatest dream was to construct a luxury locomotive cruise line connecting railways of the entire world into one. A circular railway that extends for 438,000 kilometers and completes one circle every year. Impervious to the extreme cold of the Arctic and the scorching heat of the African desert, Wilford's medical train is self-sustaining and possesses the most sophisticated design and advanced technology known. And today we are talking about Snowpiercer. I am Sean Allred, and joining me tonight is not Chad, but Andrew, shoe to the face, Jimison. <laughs> I was hoping he'd get something to the face. Yeah. yeah. No offense. No, it's all right. Yeah. Perfectly fine. Yeah. Uh, uh, Cornelius, don't eat the protein bar, Logan. I couldn't tell if it would taste like jello or just shit. I couldn't tell. <laughs> uh, a little bit of both. Uh, shit flavored jello. Yeah. Uh, and Sam, Armsickle Vector. That was crazy. <laughs> what was that? that? That was supposed to be a train sound. It didn't, didn't oh, work. Okay. Keep moving. Keep yes. moving. Again, why I should be doing the sound effects. <laughs> By the way, folks, if you walk around in Boone and <laughs> this time of the year with your arm out, it's going to... Yeah, that's what happens. Yeah, you're going to get hit off. <laughs> you're, dri- yeah, you're, you're driving down the road in Wilkesboro with your arm out the window, and then all of a sudden you get to Boone, and that's what happens. It is yeah. like, like guy from Pearl Harbor. You just get your arm just all whatever. Uh, so, yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, pull up a big comfy brown chair and let's uh, dive into this show. Uh, movie, Snowpiercer. Well, first, little um, little housekeeping things. Chad could not join us tonight. It's the holidays and things happen, you know, and uh, family and trips and stuff. We wanted to go ahead and keep on schedule. So, Andrew, once again, filled in for us tonight. Hey, Andrew. Ooh. Hey guys! And this time, Andrew actually has his voice, so he can will actually be able to participate in tonight's show. <laughs> well, tonight I will be speaking not. in pleasing baritone. There you go. Oh, it, will man. it even be uh, lyric? <laughs> will it even be lyric baritone? Oh yes. Okay, yeah. that's your. There's your uh, how I met your mother reference for the day. Uh, also, another little fun little uh, little thing. Corny is here with me in the studio. I can touch Sean. <laughs> yes, he can. Uh, All right. Not that he needs to, but he can. Gross. Oh, now you actually oh, have to wear to. pants, John. Well, no, no. <laughs> you know, well, this just got uncomfortable. Really quick. Uh, yeah, so 2013's Snowpiercer. Well, I yes. bet 
Most of you have never heard of it because I had never heard of it until uh, it came on Netflix. Um, yeah. And I believe I pushed it on you. Yeah, you think you said, hey, check out this movie trailer. And then I watched it and I was like, that seems interesting. And I think I might have seen it before. I can't remember. Just like when it was just like queuing up on a bunch of movie trailers. And I saw, oh, it was Chris Evans. So I'll I'll watch anything that he's in. Um, yeah. But in case you have no idea what the heck this movie is, um, uh, fortunately, Catherine said things. Snowpiercer. The Earth's remaining inhabitants are confined to a single train circling the globe as revolution brews among the class-divided cars. I think she was channeling that ridiculous school teacher. <laughs> Aren't we all? Yeah, so so that's... The, uh, well, I don't know. I hope not. <laughs> she kind of freaked me the hell out. Um, a so, little bit of uh, epi and... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that, that, that's, yeah. That's, that's actually really funny that you say that, and I'll tell you off air why. Um, Snowpiercer, 2013 Snowpiercer, directed by Jun Ho Bong. Uh, he is a South Long-term. Korean. What'd you call me? Yeah, he's. A, well, I don't know. he's a he's a South Korean uh, director. So most of his stuff is you know of South Korean descent. So you probably don't know what it is, but uh, go to IMDb and you can look all that kind of cool stuff up. Um, so. I'll do the normal thing where I ask everybody if they'd seen it. No one saw this before, right? Hell no. Okay. No. Right, okay. So I'm really, um, but I will ask you kind of your first impressions, and then I'll kind of give you mine. Um, not only my first impressions, but my my expectations of what I was ex- what I was expected to watch and then what I actually saw. <laughs> um, because it was very, very different. Um uh, so, Andrew, uh, you being the, the chat of this episode, uh, I will start with you. Well, I, not, not I that saw you have the, to just uh, sit there and say smart-ass remarks like Chad would. But, um, right. You know, We'd so, appreciate it, actually. But you could if you want to. It actually would yeah. make us all feel more comfortable. Okay. <laughs> no, I saw the like the poster on Netflix, and I thought, this looks kind of action-packed and, uh, and exciting. And so I, it, I went in it. Went into it with that kind of attitude, and then it was kind of skeptical at first watching it as it as it went along. But I, it, it grew on me. Uh, you know, people started losing limbs, and <laughs> and I liked it. So, right, yeah. Well, gosh, cool. yeah, that definitely happened. Uh, corny. Uh, um, <clears throat> I see. So, in starting the movie, it was it didn't catch my attention soon enough. And things were interesting, but it just didn't catch my attention. It was one of those, it, it just took a while to start, you know, like you start chugging along and it gets faster. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do that. Uh, I I completely thought something else would happen. And then there's a moment in this movie where all of a sudden you're like, wait, what is this? And uh, from that moment, it caught my attention. Um, man, it made me just gnaw my fingers off. It was great. Uh, just from all the tension. <laughs> okay. Uh, these jokes are hilarious if you've seen the movie. Um, uh, Sam. Um, well, I, I was the one to recommend this thing. I'd been seeing write-ups about it online, different reviews, things like that. And, uh, of course, I went into it thinking this thing was an independent, um, kind of a disaster film, really. Uh, I knew there was something to do about the guy, you know, the back of the train trying to get to the front. And and the only thing I knew was there was an incredible axe sequence during this uh, this movie at some point. So I uh, went into it. I, uh, I'm kind of with Corny. It started a little slow on me. Um, 
but I kind of, after watching it and after kind of I don't know digesting it a little bit, I uh, <laughs> you you realize that's a lot of character buildup, and you you really do kind of care about these poor saps in the back of the back of the I almost said back of the bus the back of the train um, <laughs> that have to deal with this. This movie is not for someone to go in and expect perfection. There is a lot of plot holes in this thing. Uh-huh. Uh, there are a lot of problems with this movie. But for a sheer... It, you know, it, it reminded me a lot of the Dread movie, where there was a lot of problems with Dread trying to go up you know, each level till finally getting to the top. Uh, and you know, there's just a lot of different ways they could have gone around that, gotten through that. And uh, Well, not literally, but... Figuratively. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I enjoyed it. I had a good time with it. It's uh, it hits you in the face with social commentary for sur- for sure. Um, but uh, I had a I had a good time. <laughs> okay. Uh, sorry, Corny and I are laughing because it it sounded like you put your hands over the microphone like you were talking through a megaphone. It was kind of funny. Next stop. Bad pun. <laughs> what it sounded like through the headphones is kind of funny. Um, yeah. Uh, so to give you a quick synopsis of what the movie is, and then I'll tell you my thing. Basically, the the Earth has gotten um, it's global warming, right? Uh, and yeah. they used the Al year. Gore has ruined the world. Al, Al Gore was right, and we're all going to melt, uh, like the Hitler guys from um, Raiders of the Lost Ark. And so the leaders of the world all decide to put this chemical into the air because nothing can go wrong with that. That will cool the earth. Well, of course, it kickstarts us into a new ice age, and everyone dies except for the lucky, I don't know, 1,200 people or so that are on board this super train, um, which just also just happens to have a track that circumvents the globe. I don't know. I, I actually paused the movie on the map, or I went back to the map. Yeah. Um, that bridge that starts the new year is in the Swiss Alps. Like, how expensive would it have been to build a bridge wow. in the Swiss Alps? That just seems, um, again, that's not the only issue I have with the movie. (laughs) Consider rotation. It just, but it, but it just seemed like. Anyway, so that's so people are stuck on this train, and it it breaks down into a weird class system, where you've got the steerage in the back, you know, the people, the poor, the, they're crammed in there like sardines. I mean, literally, like on top of each other, and and you never have. You know, there's all these children there. I mean, I mean, clearly people are obviously comfortable to just do what you got to do in front of people because there's no privacy. Um, mm-hmm. And then, as you supposedly as you get closer to the front, it's like a frat party, I guess. Oh God! Um, oh no! Dirty, <laughs> gross frat party. Yeah. Um, hey, we all remember like, that. Jacuzzi. I mean, could you imagine 18 years in, in a box where you didn't shower? I mean, there's no yeah. water back there for them to shower. Yeah, I call it college. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, eight, 18 years though. Sure. Um, come on, you live next to Chad in our apartment. Okay. I, I did. <laughs> I did. Oh. Um, oh. Oh, Chad, I'm sorry. <laughs> but the, what I was expecting was this. What I literally was expecting was for them to fight the struggle, to fight the struggle, to fight the struggle, and then we find out. Personally, I was kind of expecting that they find out that. In fact, there isn't a class system that, um, that it, it, the whole train is is shit, and that, <laughs> and that everyone lives this way. But for whatever reason, they have to control, have to have power over somebody. That's kind of what I was expecting. Like I was mm-hmm. expecting a twist. I knew it wouldn't just be as simple. 
as they go from the back to the front, and then they just everybody gets to eat steak and eggs. Like I didn't yeah. expect that, um, but I kind of was. I expected the twist to be something as simple as either that or the fact that the Earth actually is fine, you know, yeah. and that they've just been they've been told this lie because they're in a train with no windows. The part of the train that they're on there's no windows, and they're part of some ridiculous social experiment like like some dumb M. Night Shyamalan movie, you know? <laughs> or a really bad episode of Jackass. Right. I think you just gave him an idea. Right, yeah, it's the next idea, yeah. Um, yeah. His next film. Like The Village, you know what I'm saying? Like The Village, but like on a train. Yeah, um, and, and we do have to say, and I think we've already destroyed the ending of this film, but um, um, well, we are going to spoil the heck out of this thing. Yeah, so. we're going to have to, uh, to talk yeah. about this movie because um, the, the ending is what makes the movie... Uh, in my opinion, because the action scenes I think are great. Uh, yeah. I mean, truth be told, conversational. Yeah. Well, I, I I felt I don't get claustrophobic at all. Tight spaces mm-hmm. are fine. I, I really don't. My issue is heights. I have an issue with heights. Um, but when they're in the train and they're fighting in that axe, that oh god, oh my you gosh, have all yeah, those men crammed into each other and you're trying to swing and hit someone else with a blade whatever like that was so uncomfortable and then when they turned off the lights and they're going through that tunnel like that, that actually creeped me out it, <laughs> I was a little uncomfortable like sitting there yeah. in my comfortable chair watching this going oh my god how horrible would it be <laughs> to be in a, in a room saying like it's bad enough when you have to walk to your bathroom and go pee at night when you step on a Lego like that's the worst thing ever. <laughs> it, it, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's like the yeah. worst thing ever. But now you've got men with night gear, night vision gear, throwing yeah. axes at you. Yeah, and you know they're there. Yeah, exactly. And you know you know they want to kill you. Right. Darkness. I was born in the dark. Yeah, I was born. <laughs> it's like when, it's like when on one of my kids yeah. uh, creeps into my bedroom in the middle of the night, and I know they're there watching me. Right. I just oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but. <laughs> So the great there's one of the great things about that this movie does is one of the tropes that I wrote down is that the bad guy the adversary over or uh, underestimates the hero. So yeah. the, the they thought basically they they've the uh, Chris Evans engineered this this um uh, escape of of the back the tail section, right? Oops, sorry. Microphone. <laughs> uh, I'll talk with my hands. Um <laughs> He does. I, I can vouch for that. Yeah. <laughs> in the um, no, they uh, they go to the back and they they're able to uh, through a pretty cool engineering feat where they basically created a giant a tunnel of pipe that they they so the doors can't shut so they can all. How did they create that pipe? I didn't I didn't catch that. I mean, they obviously had to use whatever they had back in the back of the train, mm-hmm. but it looked like a darn culvert. Yeah, that's what it looked like, uh, and it probably was that. They probably had the back of the train was probably just a bunch of old storage stuff that people just kind of had and they were able to basically weld together what looked like a very, very heavy pipe. Yeah. And then, and then they, and they ran it forward. What were you saying? Oh, I was just going to say, and also with the fact that they could, well, spoiler alert, um, let's just say limbs get replaced. Mm. So they have the ability to put things on people. So I, I figured they had the, the cutting and the, the, the um, uh, I guess, Heat tools to form things, right? So I yeah, that was always right. back there. Yeah, but but even before that, can we talk about the punishment? Oh, so I didn't see that coming. So basically, so the punishment <laughs> happens is because this uh, this dude who is the guy from Pearl Harbor who can't talk very well, 
name is Jeff. Um, <laughs> he still doesn't talk very well in this. He doesn't talk very well either in his movie, but uh, and he's got a great Irish accent in um, what's the movie that the rundown with the Rock? Oh, uh, that guy who's walking. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Not Declan, uh, something like that. Though he's got like a great Irish name, and he just he's like, I don't give a flying fornication about the bunch of you. Um, <laughs> um, it's a great line. Yeah, in the rundown, he's got a great Christopher Walken doing a Christopher Walken, Walken. impression. <laughs> Um, because that's literally what he's doing. Anyway, he's in it, and he uh, this the, this crazy woman. Her name is Claude, with a yellow jacket. Comes in and she starts taking children who are of a certain height, and yeah. uh, they take his boy and then the the mom. The I can't remember. I don't know her name. I'll have to look it no, up. No, they, they take his. Uh, they his take daughter, his his daughter. Is it his daughter? Yeah, and uh, then the the mom's son. Her son. Octavia yeah. Spencer takes her son. Uh, we need to talk about the cast here in just a second. Yeah. And so he throws a shoe like that one <laughs> dude did to President Bush when he threw a shoe at him. Yeah. And then <laughs> someone in the background said, who throws a shoe? Really? You know, <laughs> really, really hurt. Really hurt. Right. So the punishment <laughs> apparently for, for throwing a shoe is, that, that really hurt. is to lose an arm. So yes. they, they open up this Sticks hole. Stones by Rick Mullins, but I'm going to F you up. Right. Uh, so they, yeah, so they, they look at, they're like at this altitude, it only takes seven minutes and, uh, um, they stick his arm out the window basically for seven minutes. And they put the shoe on his head and then they put the shoe <laughs> on the head. So, so while we're here, we're going to say that we're going to do this. This is so disappointing. C'est trop décevant. It's a very grande desolution. Just a manama. No, no, we don't need all that. I've only got seven minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so, very British in humor. Yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna, so I'm gonna get to the cast. So we've got Chris Evans as is, is, uh, Curtis. Yeah. He's our hero. Um, uh, could we consider him an anti-hero? Uh, in, a, in a way, we don't know. He doesn't that want to be the leader. America. Well, yes and no. Again, from the time we meet him until the last ten minutes of the movie. For all we know, is he's a good guy, you know. He, yeah, you know, what I'm saying like he doesn't want to. He's the perfect hero. He's the hero that doesn't want the power, but he's gonna get it. Um, and then and then he has a background that's pretty horrific. He's a theory you not. Yeah, he's a theory you need. <laughs> pretty much. Um, so anyway, so you got Chris Evans, and then you got Kong Ho Song, who played Nam, who was the uh, the dude. Um, the guy that can open doors. The guy that can open doors. He's the key master. Yeah. I don't know. Follow up quarter. He's in a bunch of other South Korean films that I've never heard of. The YMCA basketball team? That's weird. Is he the key, is he the, uh, key master of Gozer? Something like that. Okay. Just um, <laughs> So then you got him. So you got uh, Ed Harris, who's only in there for like five minutes, but he's Wilford. He's the train driver. Uh, he plays a good bad guy. He's he. I likened him to the um, the white haired, white suited man from the Matrix movies. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. Uh, the only thing I was waiting for him to say was sit down in a chair with a pen and say irrevocably or something like that. You know. Yeah, and, and he reminded me a lot of his character uh, too from the Truman Show. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Where he was kind of directing everything and, you know. Yeah, if you're uh-huh. going to have a revolt, at least you made it entertaining. Yeah, yeah. yeah when he said things like that, it made me think of that. Did um, I, did you know he was in this before you saw the movie? Only from the poster. 
Okay. I did not. I, that I was kind of a picture. genuine surprise uh, when he showed up to me. Yeah, same the, thing here, Sam. The one that surprised me was actually John Hurt. Uh, yeah. Really? I was like, oh, there's uh, Ollivander. Um, <laughs> uh, so, and then Tilda Swinton was in this. She was that lady we just heard. Um, By the way, can I tell you a real quick um, trivia? Of course. No. Uh, John Hurt is one of three actors that have been killed more on screen than Sean Bean. Where did you find that? <laughs> like I, a... read it, I read an article a, a few a few days ago on how many times Sean Bean has been killed on screen. Right. Why are we and there's for... only three actors and slash actresses that have been uh, have been killed more on screen. killed more than Sean Bean. Who are the other two? Michelle Rodriguez. I, I there was a graph. I'll have to look it up. You've got to find that. That sounds okay. awesome. Because Sean Bean dies in everything he's in. <laughs> I honestly can't think of a movie in which he didn't die. Yeah. So that that's how I, you know, I was like, oh, wait a second. I just saw a movie where, well, yeah, he John, dies. John hey, listeners, so, there's John your homework. Dies again. Yeah, there's your homework. <laughs> Find a movie where something doesn't die. Yeah, e- email <laughs> us that because I, I can't think of one. I'm sure there are a few, but like literally like three maybe. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm sorry. I get him fighting a stupid cold. One, I'm the cold. Two-year-olds and things. Um, Tilda Swinton, she, you know her as the evil queen from um, Narnia. And if she doesn't earn a nomination for this film... Nomination for what? Uh, for uh, guest, not guest actress, um, supporting actress. I uh, like for an I Oscar. Think, yeah, this came out in 2013. I believe. Yeah. It's... I think she did get a nomination for this. Did she? Yeah, I think so. I think that would have already happened. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't. I don't really. Should get IMDb? She, she's only won an Oscar. Yeah, I looked at I looked at the awards and nominations. Uh, best supporting role in Michael Clayton. Best Supporting Actress nominee 2013. Oh, okay. So she did. Good. Yeah. She's also one of the ugliest actresses I've ever seen. Very. Yeah. She's scary. Well, hold yeah. on. Uh, Constantine, uh, she, she's a perfect oh, yeah. she plays great. Yeah, being or whatever you would call that, the angel. Well, she was, okay, before you, she was nominated for the Asia Pacific Film Festival for Snowpiercer for Best Supporting Actress. Oh. Yeah. It wasn't like it was, you know, American. American? <clears throat> the ones that count. There you go. Oh, so hashtag Central Africa. Um, <laughs> exactly. I'm just kidding. Pound, not saying pound. Um, <clears throat> pound of flesh. <laughs> Jamie Bell's in it. He was in Jumper. I like him. Um, he was in something else I recently saw. I'm trying to think of what it is. Um, uh, oh yeah, he played. He voiced Ten Ten in Ten Ten. He's also gonna be uh, Ben Grimm in Fan- Fantastic Four. I don't like this. Huh. I don't like it either. <laughs> yeah, the whole the whole Fantastic Four, the new reboot, just does not sound it's good. It's weird. It is really weird. Well, except for Kate Mara. Yeah, she's hot, but that's all <laughs> she's got. Uh, okay, uh, I've got the uh, information up here for who's been killed more than Sean Bean. Yes, please. Oh, hell yeah. John Hurt is number one at 43 times. Wow, that's impressive. A person named Bella Lugasi okay. has been killed 35 times. And then Vincent Price has been killed 33 times. Right. Sean Bean has only been killed 25. Only 25. Did you know that, Corny? <laughs> no. Sorry, right, we're looking at the, t- the credits for the teacher, that crazy teacher. Is she her. is in... Uh, she's in Newsroom. Well, she's also in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. I should have known that. Which is Corny's favorite movie. So. Wow. Um, yeah, she's crazy in both roles. Um, <laughs> She did, man. That spinning organ bit was hilarious. It was. Uh, 
I was actually I was laughing and awkward at the same time. Like, yeah, that whole classroom scene. I'm sitting there thinking, what in the nerf herder is going on? You know what it reminded me. You know what it reminded me of. Like I literally felt like I was watching, um, like, like classroom footage of like 1940s Hitler, like Germany, yeah, oh, you yeah. know, like just the indoctrinization of this is the way the world is, you know, and they're doing these weird symbols, you know, like America is evil, and they go huzzah, 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 or something like that, you know, like <laughs> maybe not America, but they, they didn't hate America. They started playing WoW. They, they they hated Jews, but you know what I'm saying, like that. Yeah. So anyway, you're you're thinking of North Korea, sure. Yeah, yeah, actually, well, maybe yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. the guy, the director's from South Korea, and he probably hates North Korea just as much as kind of the rest of the world does. Um, <laughs> they just misunderstood. Uh, they, need, uh, they need a nap. When you start to, yeah, they need a nap. <laughs> um. Anyway, um. So, so don't this, make them mad. They'll, they'll. Uh... Yeah, don't don't make a movie about killing their leader and then they'll threaten to nuke the planet because they yeah. that is all happening, which is. And then they'll hack into your. Uh... Your production studios and do all sorts of crazy stuff. What? You didn't hear about that? Sony was hacked. Yeah, I heard Sony was hacked. Was by North Koreans. That's what they're thinking. Really? Yeah. Do they have nothing better to do than to hack Sony to to they're to, cr- to, dude, to they're crazy to leak <laughs> the fact that 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 the the rumor is is that Spider Man is going to be joining the MCU? No, it's not. Unfortunately, you well, better. That's oh, what God. the that's what that that quote quote hacked uh, information says. Yeah. Anyway, um, so anyway, back yeah, to the movie. Well, no, because I want to say this. I read some really interesting things. Suck it, Sam. No, but oh. I read some really interesting things today. Show notes um, about uh, Amazing Spider-Man Two and um, how James Horner did the first Amazing Spider-Man, and he did not want to be a part of the second one because he hated the producers of Sony, the way that Sony treated him, and, oh, wow. and director Mark Webb. Uh, because the, the the Mark Webb wanted to go one direction, and their studio kept saying, "No, you have to go this direction." He's like, "I don't want to do that." Like he didn't want to kill off Gwen Stacy. Spoiler in the second movie, he wanted to give it, it to the third movie um, because he felt like it was rushed and yeah. have, have her die in the second one. Um, and there was some other things that the director wanted to do, and the studio kept saying, "No, this is the way you're going to do it." So James Horner was like, "I'm not going to be a part of this because." The studio is just, they're being complete jerks about everything. And there was a couple of other actors or other um, people that were involved with the first one that said, we want nothing to do with the second one because of the way that the, the studio is, is driving the boat here. And and I think it kind of shows, I mean, there's kind of a reason why the second one didn't do financially well in America. It did great worldwide, but not America. So, And, and I also read this really great thing that the... Um, there was going to be a Spider-Man four. Sam Raimi was contracted to direct a fourth one with, with Tobey Maguire. To- but T-Mac. But the reason why the third one was horrendous was because again that same dude that's in charge of Sony that was driving the boat um, for Amazing Spider-Man two, he was the one that forced that whole weird emo thing in Ama- in Spider-Man three, which basically killed the franchise. Are you sure it wasn't just Tobey Maguire that no, killed it? No, well, actually, I will say this: and me being a, such a huge Spider-Man fan, I, uh, um, uh, I, I've done my rankings before, and Amazing, Man, Amazing Spider-Man Two for me is still like a better Spider-Man movie, only in the sense that I, I well, the way that I see the movie in terms of comic books makes more sense to me, so I enjoy it more. However. Tobey Maguire was actually a pretty good Spider-Man. I enjoyed him. I thought he was good. I like Andrew Garfield better, but 
I'm afraid yeah. that they're wasting him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I'm yeah. afraid that like he you don't get an opportunity to play an iconic role like this very often. I'm kind of afraid that Sony's screwing the pooch. Anyway. He should absolutely show up in Snowpiercer. Oh. <laughs> Snowpiercer too. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, snow yeah, so so Cordy, would Spider-Man survive uh, in the dark in an axe wielding against uh, an axe wielding oh, well, uh, mob? Well, he'd be okay for a little while. However, uh, I mean, he'd get hit by a couple people. I mean, yeah, but he would just like build a web wall and he could like back up for a little bit until Fire Torch Kid came running. Hey, here's a fun game. How many superheroes could not actually do? Could would be completely useless in a train? Yeah, Quicksilver, uh, Aquaman. <laughs> Aquaman. <laughs> Aquaman. He's pretty much useless everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> Multiple man would just make him cry. He's in the aquarium car. That's about the only... Uh, hey, guys. Only oh, whales. He's just waving at everybody as they go by. Hey, you guys finally came to visit. Oh, bye. You guys want some sushi? <laughs> no! Yeah. <laughs> sushi. Um, the, here, I want to mention this, though. So, you know, in the scene with the axes and the lights go out, right? And then you get the kid who comes running in like the, the Olympic torch, right? Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I hummed uh, Chariots of Fire as he was running. Do, 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 do. Yeah, really. Yeah, you can slow that down and make it really epic. Um, the part that I'm sitting there thinking, though, is, is that this plan was obviously part of the plan. Chris Evans clearly knew that the tunnel was coming to, be, to make this part of the plan. So part of me is saying one of multiple things in my brain. One of it is saying, if this was part of the plan the whole time, Fire Kid should have been way closer to the front. Oh, my God. Yeah. How many people needlessly died in the dark? Secondly, oh, God. Uh, 20. Yeah. Secondly, why did he react the way he reacted when the, they said that the tunnel was coming? That was, You know what I'm saying? Like, I hate it when directors make actors who know, like, the, the character who knows what the thing is about to happen, but pretend. Like, who is he pretending for? You but know? for some reason, I didn't see that. I, I didn't get that he knew that was no. coming. That was kind I of a, the on thing. the... On the on the fly decision, you know, oh, get no, some torches. That, no, that that it was all planned. He he screams back to that kid, and that kid lights that torch. You know, he's like, "Get the matches!" Like that. This this was, or like, no, the, or fire. We need the fire. We or need bring the, the fire, fire or whatever. Or like like I, I looked at that. That was part of the plan because they huh. all divvied out torches real quick. Uh-huh. Like they all had torches like in their back pockets, and then once that fire showed up, they were ready to go. Yeah, um, but. So that also tells me another thing is that everyone else had to have known the plan, which means those front, those poor people in the front, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, in, in, in the movie, Yo, oh, sorry, go ahead. like, you know, in the movie, The Patriot, yeah. well, Mel Gibson's like, I need you guys to stand there for two shots and then we'll run away so we can, you know, he's like, a lot can happen in two shots. He's like, yeah, thanks. Be lucky. I'm not asking you to stay for three. Like you're asking these people in the front. Okay. You're going to be in the dark for like a good 30 seconds. Don't get stabbed. Like, all right, I'm good with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, but then, it, but, but also, but again, like, why is Chris Evans acting like he doesn't know this? I almost would rather him when she says, "You guys are effed up because the tunnel's coming." I would rather have been staring down, creepy-haired lady, uh, just with big glasses, just staring her down with that smug look. Like, bring it. I know what's about to happen. Personally, that would have been. I would like that better than scared Chris Evans. I'm yeah, true. I wonder if that scene was a. Uh, uh, they went back. We're not saying went back and kind of did that over, but I wonder if it was. No, I think I literally. Idea. I think that's literally the director doing that thing that pisses me off. Oh. I literally think it's that you know, like in uh, like we we talked about it before in this show uh, that that bit in Frozen, you know, when the when the bad guy has clearly made his decision that he's going to try to take advantage of Anna, 
mm-hmm. yet he smiles for the camera in this shy puppy love way. He wouldn't do that if no one was around. He would have the evil grin and put his fingers together and, you know, whatever. Stroke his cat. You know, right, exactly. Like, he would do those things. He wouldn't. Anyway. I'm sad that we have referenced Frozen twice now. Well, you guys have referenced Frozen. I still haven't seen it, and I won't. And, well, Suck it, Sam. This is the non-musical version of the movie. Uh, <laughs> lots of snow. Lots when, of snow. When Elsa, you know, doesn't get uh, changed or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so... Um, uh, anyway, so one, I, I was trying to find some brevity in the audio clips for this episode because yeah. this ep- this movie has um, a, a phenomenon that doesn't happen very often in movies, especially. Uh, but it's a, a non-American movie. There is no joy in this movie. No, <laughs> you know, no. like everything is the worst thing ever, especially <laughs> when you find out what's in those freaking protein bars. How many of us had, like had to hold back our gag reflexes? Actually, I thought it. I, I, in my mind, I thought it could have been worse. I thought they were going to be like feeding the kids into this thing I did to too, uh, you know, like Soylent Green type of type of deal. Soylent Green is people. Yeah, I I didn't think that. Um, I knew that whatever the protein bars were, it couldn't have been good because yeah. you got to feed a lot of people. And the and, McDonald's you know, effect, basically. Yeah, but the weird thing is, where are they getting all those bugs from? Yeah, that was yeah. a. <laughs> are they are they raising those cockroaches on the train? I guess. I mean, they're harvesting chickens, and they and it to... seemed like there were tons and tons and tons of aquarium mm-hmm. in that thing. So anyway, who knows? Um, but this thing happened, and it made me kind of chuckle a little bit. Food, come and get it. Hey, Linus, they having a laugh? Those bastards in the front section think they own us. Eating their steak dinners and listening to string quartets and that. We'll be different when we get there. I want steak. There you go. <laughs> That's when I come downstairs and my wife's in there. I'm like, I want steak. Um, this just hit me as I'm listening to the audio and not having video to go with it. He was born on the train, right? Mm-hmm. So all of us, our, our accents and our the vernaculars is affected by the people around us. Why does he have a British accent? Maybe his mother was British. That doesn't matter. No, his mother was dead. His mother died, but that doesn't matter. You're not. That's not genetic. Maybe he hang. They hung out with uh, John Hurt. You know. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, we actually that actually is a thing that actually did happen. But like, yeah. that just seems strange that there's that there were people that lived on that train that grew up on the train. Like, Chris Evans lived 17 years before the train, so his accent makes sense. He's just an American dude. But, like, like you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, older people, yeah. like, like John Hurt having an accent makes sense. He was, a, he was a, you know, a British guy. He was on the train when the, the thing happened. But, like, why would he have a British accent? Why wouldn't he have an accent that was whatever the most of the people in the car had? You know, whatever. Stupid things to think about. Um, he likes to pretend he's someone else, you know. Yeah. Then when this happened, doesn't bug me. Um, I don't know. Well, whatever. It didn't bug me. It was just something that just literally happened in my, in <laughs> my brain. Like protein bars. <laughs> Off you go. Work with me here. Edgar, why did you let him get up there? I didn't. He got up there by himself. He's very nimble. He's five. Oh, he's a very nimble five-year-old. Timmy. Anyway, so. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. Timmy. <laughs> I looked around. and I was like. Look at that little little Spider Man go. He's yeah. just, climb, just just climbing all around and of course the bad things happen later, I'm gonna call. Yeah. Oh, that poor kid. 
Um, <laughs> so I've had the worst day ever. Yeah, I'd ever. give my left hand for. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, Did anybody else think, especially at, at the very end when they started talking about having to eat arms? That uh, spoiler alert, folks. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a bit of cannibalism in this movie. I, I, had, yeah. I, would, I was going to wait until we got a little later on, but okay. But it, it, it harkens back to the punishment. And, you know, I wonder if the people were, were a little less sad that he was losing an arm and a little more sad that they were losing lunch. Oh, well, oh. I, I think I think we had evo- I think they had evolved <laughs> past eating each other. Oh, okay. Hi, Molly. Um, Don't destroy that, Molly. This, it brings me to a bigger question. If they had to eat babies and arms, why are they so disgusted at cockroaches? Well, but, you know, no, they still ate it. They, well, they, I don't think they, they, they did, ever, they uh, they other did. than Chris Evans, nobody found out what was in it. Yeah, no one found out except for Chris, and, and he just kind of got freaked out. A That's kind of information you wait for and wait for somebody to eat him like, huh? Hey, dude, it's full of uh, cockroaches. What I mean, the? And, and that's a fair point. I mean, so. So for those who have not watched this movie, I guess you should watch it. Um, but there is a point in the movie where Chris is kind of having his um, revelation, his not revelation, his kind of um, he's letting people know what's going on, uh, or he's letting the the, the he's come the, to Jesus moment, kind of yeah. yeah. And and basically he's telling this uh, 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 key gate guy, um, open the gate guy, that when they when the first month that they were on the train they had no food they had no water and they started eating the weak and then after that you know he said you know we started eating you know he said we found out that babies taste better than you know adults because of you know reasons <laughs> um and so he tells this pretty horrific story of how he showed up to kill this woman who just had a baby and then this man cuts off his own arm and gives him he's like eat that instead and we found out that that guy was John Hurt, and that that baby grows up to be a uh, British accent kid, uh, Jimmy Bell. So, which, 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 which makes the once you hear that story, it goes back to another what I call the 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 anti trope. Um, in the, in the movie, there's a moment where the bad guy, uh, one of the henchmen, uh, or the sub boss, if you want to call him, he um he Franco. has he has Jamie Bell's. <laughs> He has yeah. Jamie Bell, and he's got a knife to him or whatever, right? And then the, the Tilda Swindon lady, she's getting away. And so Chris Evans, as the hero, has to make a choice. Do I go after my friend or do I go after the mission, right? Yeah. Well, in an American movie, he goes after <laughs> his friend. You yeah. Know? He saves his friend, and then you find a way to complete the mission later. But you save your friend. But in this movie, Not he, goes, in this movie. he goes after the girl. He goes after the, the boss lady. And captures her, and the guy kills his friend. And so that that moment when he's on the floor crying, Chris Evans is that that moment has more meaning now, knowing that this is the kid he watched grow up, who he almost ate. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. So so the the movie is heavy and, and kind of yeah. um, it it's kind of hard to watch. Yeah, I thought it was. Through. I definitely thought it was going to be lighter. Not that it was going to be like ha ha light, right? Right. Yeah. But I was I was expecting Die Hard on a train. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. yeah. Okay. So that you know, like um, I was expecting something like that. You know, like when you have her saying, "When I mean, I, I thought it was kind of kind of funny when she said stuff like this is so disappointing. <laughs> C'est trop décevant. 
Like, this, this, this is a Chips and banana. No, no, we don't need all that. I've only got seven minutes. You know, like, that's kind of a funny thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. and but so, at like, the same time, what she's talking about and... Oh yeah, and then how they, you're feeling about these people in the back is just well. Then, and then this happens. So it is. Now, as in the beginning, I belong to the front. You belong to the tail. When the foot seeks the place of the head, a sacred line is crossed. Know your place. Keep your place. Did you, did you notice in this scene where the, like the two henchmen are like cuddling in the background? Yes, yeah. I did. <laughs> but I didn't notice it the first. It was a romantic moment. It was weird. I didn't notice it the first time. I noticed it the second time when I was going back to pull clips, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, these guys are cuddling!" And then like throughout, as I kept pulling clips, every time I'd see them, they're like next to each other and holding hands, and it was so. I was like, "Oh, so these are gay henchmen." I guess. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there. I wonder. Be, I wonder if it was just like the actors playing shows. a gag. <laughs> <laughs> playing but then, then didn't he get just furious when the other guy died? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that's, that's that. That was a. I, yeah, I think, I think it was on purpose. I, I do too. I think that's kind of why he went crazy. He does that trope where um, the bad guy goes so mad that he'll kill anyone. I Super mean, Saiyan, basically. Yeah. yeah, like he kills like two of the guards that are there for whatever reason. <laughs> that one guy was like, I didn't see anything. Man. He's like, I didn't see anything. And he goes down and he finds another gun. He's like, no, no, no. We don't have, you don't have to kill me. Like, I'm on your side. And he kills him anyway. It was, it was again, that part kind of made me chuckle a little bit. Because yeah. like, like, you got a gun. Just shoot him, dumbass. Instead of waiting <laughs> for him to pick up a gun to kill you. But then he had that uh, I can't die mode. Like, he had temporary oh, yeah. God mode there for a while. It yeah. was he, he had just I, uh, he had a star. <laughs> I, I do have a, a theory, by the way, an interesting theory on uh, the Tilda uh, character, um, crazy yeah, yeah, yeah. glasses lady. I think she was originally from the back of the train, taken to the front to help with the engine, and once she grew out of it, was kept in the front. And the only reason I well, think that no, no, that can't be possible. Well, during her speech, she does the movements that the kids have to do to get the train to work. And at one point, she takes out her teeth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm thinking maybe she had you know bad nutrition you know because of the back or, or something. I don't know. Well, I just but she but looks like older. yeah, she's like 45, and the train's only been having it's only been on for 18 years. Yeah, no. You know, like she could not have fit in there. I think that's just part of her indoctrination. Yeah. You know, what she, the, the take off the teeth? Well, I don't know what the deal with that was. Um, I didn't expect. What was the deal with that? If it, if it's not I, that, don't ask. Don't ask. I don't know. Um, <laughs> may, maybe they they forced her into indoctrination by bashing her teeth out. Like I don't know. Yeah. Um, like uh, Ron Perlman in uh, Enemy Enemy uh, Enemy State. Behind, not behind any lines. What is that? Enemy at the Gate. That's what it is. It's a sniper movie with Jude Law. Anyway, Ron Prom was in it. Um, there you go. Jude, um, I am the law. Yeah, Jude, I am the law. Yeah. Uh, not doing that again. Oh. Because uh, I don't have it queued up. Um, well, here you go, Corny, just for you. I am the law. There you go. There you go. Um, anyway. Uh, yes. So that happened. Um, then I thought this was, uh, again, whenever she talked, uh, I just liked hearing her say things. 
If oh, we take it, we no, this isn't him. This is not her. This is uh, John Hurt. I had to get John Hurt saying stuff, so here you go. If we take it, we have the upper hand. We don't even have to go to the very front. We control the water. We control the negotiation. Mr. Pato. Now, again, <laughs> this is one of those movies I think that if you watch it again, makes more sense and it's a little bit better. So I kind of rewatched parts of it again so I can go back and capture audio. Uh-huh. I, I listened to that clip and I was like, oh my gosh, now it makes sense. He was, later on in the movie, we find out he was part of it. So the, the idea yeah. of the revolt is that the, the guy, in the uh, not Wilson, what's his name? Winston? Wilfred. Wilfred, uh, Wilfred Brimley. Um, he sends up these little notes Diabetes. Um, back to, <laughs> to spark you know, revolution. Because you have to control the population on the train or they'll get yep. overcrowded. And, and then the train will, you know, eat, they'll eat the train, you know, not eat the train, but you know what I'm saying. So throughout the years, they've sparked these revolutions. And so John Hurt is saying, if we get to the water, we don't have to fight anymore. So basically he's trying to get Chris Evans to stop fighting there, just get to the water supply and then we'll stop. And that was the plan. But apparently Chris Evans, because again, the plan was, we find out later in the movie is the plan was to, um, once the tunnel scene happened, they would all just run back, and and then that would be the end of the revolt. But then yeah. Chris Evans was smarter than the guy. Again, that trope. He was smarter. The guy underestimates him. He brings up the fire torch kid. Um, you know that song plays Fuck in the yeah. background, and then <laughs> human torch. The the human torch happened. Oh, what Chris Evans? How about that? Um, there you go. You're welcome. Uh, I also thought this was kind of uh, weird. You know, you're in the middle of a fight, and all of a sudden, everyone stops to celebrate the new year. I like that that last guy. He's like, Happy New Year. He's like bleeding on the ground, dying, and a buddy's got his hand. Like on his shoulder, like patting him. He's like, Happy New Year. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to die, but that's okay. Um, and then she said more funny things. In front of our hallowed water supply section, no less, you repay his kindness with violent hooliganism. Violent hooliganism. I like that. See, I just loved her character in this I did movie. Too. Yeah. And I loved it when she got shot in the face. Oh, yeah. my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> right, so, they're, 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 it's very rare now that I see a movie where there's a moment where I'm just like, oh, thank God that happened. I, I, if she she didn't die in this movie, I would have been very disappointed, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, and if, yeah, and if it had to have been a super violent way like that, like I was actually kind of, once, because John Hurt gets it in the face, yeah. and then Chris Evans is pissed. Uh-huh. Uh, shoots her in the face, um, and I, I kind of like the fact that the hero of the movie did that. You know, yeah. like we're in. It's no longer just about me fighting for the rights of my people. It's now. It's now kind of changes it to kind of a revenge movie. You know, <laughs> I wanted to see her get fro. Uh, you know, part of her frozen and then smashed. Yeah, like her teeth or something. Yeah. Um. Again. Yeah. So. <laughs> I had to I had to capture this. It's 33 seconds long. Just bear with me, but I I oh, had Lord. to do it. Polar bear with you. Uh, just, <laughs> yeah, just uh, here we go. Enjoy this thing that happened. 
What happens if the engine stops? We all freeze and die. Oh my. Such a tonic. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. It is so. Oh God, that whole. Like I said, that whole scene is so freaking creepy. Yeah. It's just it brilliant. Really I love it. Especially that little bratty kid that's like, I mm-hmm. heard that all tail people are lazy bastards who just itch. <laughs> you know, like, like, I kind of wanted Chris Evans to just punch her in the throat, you know? <laughs> Like, like you, Braddy, and like they're they're all just shocked and and in shock and awe. Like, what the crap are we experiencing? Like the kids that we're used to seeing are like, you know, growing up in the streets of you know whatever. But like these kids, Detroit. Yeah, yeah, they're going to Detroit. You're right. This the back of the train is is Detroit. Detroit. Yeah, it's 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 Mexican train Detroit. Yeah. Well, the back nice. tail, the back nice. tail section is, and then you get to um, Mexico City, where the food processing is, uh, the, the the roaches, and then you get don't to, drink the water, and don't drink the water, and then you get to what was next? Party car, Vegas. Well, you get the party car and the opium God, den. That made no sense to me, though. It that did. was when I was like, really? You know, we've gotten into Matrix Three territory here. Yeah, it's it, just it, random. Yeah, I I, did, I thought that was weird too. Like, oh, like rabbit. Like we've got so much room on this train now that we can have just a rave car. Like, so basically, where, this train becomes the uh, <laughs> the Red October. Like, <laughs> I just like where are those idiots sleeping? Like, I didn't go. We didn't go past a whole lot of living quarters. You know, like. It just seems strange to me. And, well, just... and, and one thing that seemed really strange to me, too, is why are they partying while there's a revolt going on? I really have no idea. You know, but, there seemed a lot of people that were like, hur-de-hur-de-hur, you know, I'm just doing my daily thing here. But, well, But, like, Teacher was obviously in on the eventual assassination attempt to try to kill them all. And, yeah. the, and obviously egg delivery dude. And then... <laughs> and then so weird. But then he also had... Um, but eventually, the rave people, like, they all kind of turned, and they all got weapons all of a sudden. So that kind of made me think that, Well, like, they were pissed because their drugs were taken. Is that what you think that's all it would boil down to, is that they're, uh... Yeah. I mean, have you ever seen a drug deal go bad? Well, <laughs> I guess. Uh, Actually, I mean, I that angel dude went, like, into the gears of the train, which kind of made me laugh. And I was like... <laughs> and I actually thought that that was actually going to matter. You know? Yeah. Like, oh, dude went into the train. Like, that's going to stop the train. Which, by the way, there's no explanation as why the train has to move. Yeah. Like, why does it even have to physically move? Why drive over these treacherous places? Why not just yeah. park somewhere safe and, try, I don't know, try, I, I don't, try to I make, thought to I myself, from, from snow collection. I, I thought the reasoning behind the train, I, and this is before I saw the movie, I thought it was going to be kind of like, uh, if, if anybody's seen... Was it Chronicles of Riddick, mm-hmm. where he's on a planet where the the sun right, comes yeah. out on oh, one yeah. side and Cream, it burns the snot out of the planet? I thought they would have to constantly remain in the sun to not freeze to death, and that was you know I was like okay well that's why they got to keep going around the world to try to keep up with the sun. But once I saw the 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 map of the train tracks, I was like 
this this really makes no sense, especially going through mountains and yeah. and and some of these places that will have avalanches and and problems with tracks. Yeah. You know, well, again, it's only a matter of time before it derails. Well, but the thing is, like, well, yeah, because but the train tracks were not designed to keep them alive for the apocalypse. The train tracks were designed as part of the cruise, whatever you know, the yeah. the touring yeah. of the world. Like, I get that part, but why does it have to run? Like, why does, you know, like... I would just say for snow collection. I mean, because if you sit still too long, then it just drifts and... I, I, yeah, maybe maybe the snow would, would just cool. pile up on top of you. I guess. Yeah. Um, it just seemed... I don't know. There was, there was well, a lot of... Well, that perpetual this... motion is where they kind of get their power from, isn't it? I, well, I guess maybe that's what it is. It's a perpetual motion uh, train. Yeah, like, you have moving. to keep moving in order to yeah. keep the, the power. Keep it and, and maybe that's that's the thing. I don't I don't know. I don't know if it was explained or if I'm just missing it because I'm some dumb American. Well, and it's not like they had snow place to go. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> nice. Thank no. you, Corny. Yeah. Uh, and then this was the last thing. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, this is, uh, Sam, to your point that Ed Harris is like um, from, uh, uh, I want to say Ed TV, not Ed TV. Uh, <laughs> the Truman Show. Truman Show. Yeah, here we go. I mean, as Gilliam well understood, we need to maintain a proper balance of anxiety and fear chaos and horror in order to keep life going and if we don't have that we need to invent it so basically we have to just make sure that people have something to strive for i guess i don't know it just but it the other the other thing that i have issue with is is the it's like the hunger games uh, mentality like the rest of the United States and the Hunger Games or Pan Am is like it, it's shit, except for the capital. Mm-hmm. And the people that live in the capital are totally fine with that. Like they, like what is wrong with those people? And it's the same thing. Like, do the people in the front of the train not have any idea what's happening in the back of the train? I don't. Well, like, I don't think so. From what time, you see ever, in this, oh, I was like, at some point in time, you have to say, you know, what? I, I kind of want to go at the back of the train. I'm going to be on the same river. Let me go I, back. I just don't think that. I, I don't know. I get that humanity, like, like when it comes down to hunger, like legit hunger and things like, I get how humanity can get down to, like, the horrors of of you know like eating people and things like that. But the like, what? Horrors. <laughs> the horrors. The okay. Horrors I just want to make sure you. <laughs> there are horrors that eat people. What's going on? That sounds terrible. <laughs> it happens um, in Vegas. I guess. <laughs> Uh, and some parts of Russia. Um, yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying, Sean, too. and and, and I, I have that same hope in humanity that, you know, a train like this, if it had to exist, why you would think we'd be able to get along enough to realize, well, we can't reproduce crazy, we can't eat a ton of food, you know, you'd ration, you right. you know, you you'd be able to maintain a population, knowing you had to to survive, right. Yeah, why did we have to have this ridiculous class system? You know, yeah. Like, why can't if if you can't have a, I don't know. It just the, the idea. Truth be told, the idea of the movie itself is what's <laughs> is upsetting. Is because we're 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 basically being told that these these human beings that are at the front of the train are the most like selfish and horrific assholes that ever birthed on this planet. And I wanted every. I was glad every one of them died at the end. That's what we're talking about, <laughs> New York. You know, like I just, I don't know. It just, it just seemed. Uh, I guess in this scenario, when well, you, here's here's my thought. Did how did the people at the back of the train get on the train? 
Same, it did was, they it, did they pay their way on? Yeah, most of them. I think that's what it was, right? When when the world was happening, whatever, you had like the rich people that were on the train to kind of begin with as part of the whatever, and then these people just rushed onto the back of the train, and then the train just started moving, and then they were stuck in the back. I mean, they were ignored for like a full month. Because I, I thought it was these people in the back were basically freeloaders. They they were there. They showed up. They they jumped on. And if take it in that train of thought, you know, I kind of see why the front of the train can uh, can treat them like that because they didn't earn their way on. And they did take their belongings when they got there. I guess it's maybe you know, yeah. pseudo payment. You know. Yeah, I just I, I mean I feel like a horrible human being saying that, but at the same time, yeah. they didn't earn their way onto the train. They had Why to did they get them into staying in the back? <laughs> I do not like you. Okay, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I could think of. Uh, so anyway, so, so I th- this movie will make you think about things, um, and I just. Uh, I'm glad I saw it early. I saw it on Saturday night. Yeah. Um, because if I would have watched it this afternoon, I don't think I could have processed it enough to to really come up with a good, uh, a good, uh, I guess, overall impression of it. Did you guys notice? I thought this was weird. Now, I get that, that the rich people are rationing food, but they were all skinny. Did you notice that? Yeah. They weren't like... like were, No, they weren't. There was a very plump lady in the well, spa. You're right, except for that one chick who yeah. Yeah, clearly ate more than sushi once and twice a year. Yeah. Um, I also thought that the scene where the, the, the guy who's become so angry that he's willing to just put holes on the train, you know, he's shooting through the glass with that assault rifle. I thought that yeah. guy was ridiculous. And then I thought Chris Evans was an idiot to try to shoot back <laughs> with, a, with a machine pistol. <laughs> well, and I, you know, I thought of you during that scene, Sean, because I was like, Sean is going to eat this scene up. That pissed me off so much. In terms of accuracy and, and everything else. Because they both pause. Wind and everything else. This is yeah. the shooter on tracks. Right, yeah, you've got, yeah. Yeah, in shooter, yeah, you've got a world-class sniper with a twenty-two on a moving boat, and he kills two guys from a distance. And I kind of buy that. But the fact that these guys on a Picked moving train, tra- you got... Because both of them are moving, right? They're both moving in opposite directions, right? They're moving in opposite directions at yeah. a different elevation. And one's got an assault rifle with a scope or a, 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 some kind of scope. And the other guy's got a machine pistol. And the the guy in the, with the, the rifle, assault rifle shoots a shot and the glass stops it right in Chris Evans' face. And then he shoots a <laughs> shot that stops right in front of his face. I'm like, okay, I kind of no. buy the assault rifle, but not the machine pistol. Um, have you ever played Call of Duty? Yes, I have. And, and, uh, and the other part that was really annoying is like, you seem like, like, to me, like it was just a waste of ammo. Like, if ammo is, is so precious on this on this train, like, yeah. as soon as that guy started firing from a distance, just run and hide, and then you've got the element of surprise and a gun. <laughs> oh, speaking of, of bullets and the whole, um, so earlier in the movie, um, uh, Captain America figures out that, uh, or realizes that <laughs> they they don't have bullets and that kind of thing. Right. That's a thought process. And, and it was a really yeah. kind of awesome way he found yeah. out. Oh yeah, yeah, so yeah. He ran up, put his head to the gun, and then pulled the trigger, and nothing happened. He's like, "They don't got bullets," and the revolution is well, on, uh-huh. which was awesome. And I was very happy about that until he was wrong about them having bullets. No, 
in the classroom. Yeah, yeah in the, the classroom. Way. Yeah, when uh, crazy uh, pregnant lady pulled out the uh, gun of eggs. I guess they learned their lesson. <laughs> but but I kind of get why you don't have guns uh, with ammo in the back. Because right. in case you do have a revolt, you don't want the people in the back with weapons. That oh, actually okay. Have, like, I can I, see that. Like, I get why. Oh, I can put, yeah. It's yeah. kind of like prison guards don't carry guns. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I got the reason um, that that part didn't bother me. The part, the other part bothered the hell out of me. <laughs> um, uh, Mr. Eggman. Uh, and my last note, uh, my show notes was, so humanity is that stoner girl and a little boy. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. So we get to the the Amazing. final, the final shot. Is, is there hope in that shot? No, there's no hope no. in this. There's no joy. Okay. There's no hope. Basically what happens is, is that, the guy who opens up the gate. Did, I, did we talk about that? How he blows a hole in the train? Oh, Lord, no. So, so, so actually, you, I think you need to go back. So, uh, folks, as you're watching this movie, uh, there's this, uh, what is the name of that crap? Basically. Uh, Chronal. Chronal. Chronal, sir. Yeah. Or, yeah. But anyway, uh, and with so basically, you, you sniff this stuff, and it's uh, it's a toxic yeah. it's toxic waste. Makes but, you high. But it makes you very high. And so, the guy's like, oh, I'll work for Chronos and, you know, all this stuff. And so, they... <laughs> <laughs> not not the uh not the the got him. Yeah, yeah, not, yeah, the, got him. not the or titan Chronos, yeah yeah or titan yeah, yeah there you go he was the titan yeah. anyway. Anyway, so they go through the entire train and then you know everyone's all he's still in this stuff and he's you know well it's a really funny thing it was his you daughter sh- yeah every yeah. time he opened the gate she'd go chrono yeah, yeah. <laughs> well the funny thing and i didn't notice this until like the maybe the last two gates that he opened but he actually wasn't using it and so you don't yeah. really notice that. And the reason why that comes in, in, into play is that... Yeah, he, uh, yeah it, they, they say in the movie that it's explosive. Of course, naturally, you would want to inhale something that's explosive. Um, and then he ends Taco up making Bell. a... He makes talk about. He ends up making a bomb. And so then once um, Ed Harris basically explains that these, these revolts are needed to, to thin the population, yeah. um, Asian uh, dude, uh, Fu Manchu... Um, <laughs> that's a little racist. Well, oh, a lot. Racist. That is horrible, dude. Good lord, we just lost our uh, one star Asian contingent TV. of uh, yeah. um, of listeners. But well, at least they weren't building the train railroad track. Right. Wow, <laughs> that was not only was that awesomely mean, but uh, very but, history oriented, but historically, yeah, historically accurate. accurate. Yeah, <laughs> I said history oriented. Maybe that wouldn't. Or working in a laundromat or a nail salon, okay? Oh, just, yeah. Sorry, I'm just trying to throw them out. Yeah, just all of them out there. We're going to offend everyone. Um, how can I offend... Uh, um, I actually like Asians. I'm just saying that. Yeah. Is, it, is this Stop. like the thing where Stop. someone calls you racist yeah, and you're like, and you're like, I got a black friend. I'm not racist. Like, whatever. Um, anyway. Um, so anyway, so he, he, he gets this crap and he blows a hole in the train. And, yeah. and 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 because his thing his thinking is is that that the snow is melting, you know. For the last ten years, when they go over the bridge, that he saw an airplane crashed on the snow, and every year he goes past it, he looks, and this year he's noticed that, like over years that he sees more of the plane, so that the snow is melting. So he's like, all it needs is a push, you know. This is the type of snow because apparently he he hung out with a couple of Eskimos, and yeah. they told him about all the different types of snow. Which I'm not saying that there aren't different types of snow. I actually believe that, but just because you hang out with an Eskimo for a little while doesn't make you an expert. But anyway, and because he saw one type of snowflake float through the bullet hole in the glass room, he now is he's a snow expert. 
You know, um, yeah, I hang out with a redhead all the time, but I still don't know how to steal a soul. Right. Um, <laughs> do we, wait, do wait, we steal souls? I, don't, I didn't know that was a thing. Kind of like we vampiric. Didn't, we didn't, we didn't yes. have any. Vampires don't steal souls either. Uh, Michael J. Fox does. <laughs> yes. This is a different business. Yeah. yeah. Remember in Frighteners, he just yanks. Oh, there you go. Okay. Life force like, out, and like you know. He, nice. He was OP in that movie. He was. Uh, yeah. Along with Busey. Anyway, uh, the younger cr- crazy Busey. Uh, Wait. Compared to the old crazy, <laughs> crazy Busey. Busey. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Where the heck were we? I don't um, even remember. Oh, he blows a hole in it, right? Oh, yeah. Because yeah. the idea is that can, he's like, all we got to yeah. do is just you know start the snow falling, and then we'll, we'll whatever. So he blows a hole in the train, which causes an avalanche, which kills everyone. Yes. He kills everyone, dies, except the little boy they were looking for earlier in the movie and stoner chick, who is that guy's daughter, uh, yeah. Asian dude's daughter. They're left, the two of them, a five-year-old and a 17-year-old, five-year-old boy and a 17-year-old girl, are the only thing left of humanity. And they're looking at some polar bear, and that polar bear is probably like, fresh meat. <laughs> yeah, And runs down there and eats them. <laughs> He looks yeah. and goes, I'm glad man, you guys thought that too, because it'd be one thing if they saw some sort of, I don't know, penguin or, or some bird. some nice, yeah. Yeah. pleasant no. creature. But to see a polar bear, yeah, some hungry, yeah things hungry, aren't going well. Yeah, hungry crazed polar bear. Why was there a polar bear in? Are there polar bears in the Swiss Alps? Uh, I actually don't really know where you are at this. Point. I don't think so. Yeah. Or, or, or do we know that? Well, we the New Year is in the Swiss Alps. Like we know that from the map. So, I, I was okay with the polar bear, thinking that they probably moved around I mean, since it's cold everywhere. I mean, the whole earth yeah. is, is, a, is an icicle. So yeah, the I polar bear's like, man, yeah. it's getting hot. Wait, wait. Oh, this is awesome. Yeah. So before everybody dies, and we, we in there, there, there's the moment where we, we've talked about um, uh, Captain America uh, eating babies. That, <laughs> but uh, just a weird sentence. I don't think that would ever would ever utter. So uh, yeah, Captain America eating babies. Right? So, so the uh, so uh, what's his name? Uh, the Chris uh, Evans. No, the other guy, the Asian guy. Oh, Man. Train up. I don't know his real name. Uh, they called him uh, Nam in the yeah, movie. So Nam. Movie. Yeah. So uh, this this moment for me actually was kind of sad. He's the, but in the guy sense with the last name. He's a. Uh, Actually, they're trying to blow the door, and you know, since he's been opening gates, he's actually going to try to close the gate to protect them from the blast. So the door opens, and then he realizes he can't close it. So you know, Captain America and and, and Nam get in front of the get into those two and save them from right. It, they're encapsulating <laughs> the uh, those two kids in their uh, and Ed Harris corpses. is like Ed Harris literally looks at the thing explosion and goes, "Well, now you've done it," or something <laughs> stupid like that. Or like, no, he actually says, "Nice." Or yeah, <laughs> something like that. Nice or good job or some stupid thing like that, and then he and they all die. I mean, yeah. literally, they all die. Like you, you expect, the, you know, the like any other explosion scene. Well, there's a moment of no one's moving. Somebody wakes up, and you go to the hero, <laughs> and they're like, "Oh no, are they alive?" Yeah, and they wake up later. No, they're dead. They die. Yeah, they are they hella die. dead. They are hella dead. Um, I'm gonna blast through some trivia real quick, but before I do that, Audible.com uh, um, sponsored this show, and they're awesome for it. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Gosh, sorry. Um, I bet uh, you, you know, there's probably a book, a medical book on Audible somewhere that you could you could use to yeah. uh, find out what's wrong with you. Yeah, and also to how to freeze your arm off and have someone smash it off with a hammer. <laughs> uh, liquid nitrogen, I guess, is probably a good way to do that. Audible.audibletrial.com/slash/cheapseatreviews. Check them out and get a free audiobook and a 30-day free trial. 
What if um, they offer a book about uh, which wine goes best with human flesh? Mm. Or cockroach bars. Yeah, cockroach yeah. bars, yeah. <laughs> You know, we sell cliff bars at the, at the candy shop in my office. Like, oh. I, don't, I don't know if I could eat one right now. No. Yeah. Uh, this is based on a French graphic novel, La Transpensers, La Transpensersny. Leave it to the French to come up with something like this. Director so Jun Ho Bong discovered the comic in 04 during pre-production for The Host in 06 and was fascinated by the concept of people struggling on trains for survival. The train babies, like Yonda, the, the girl, uh, developed <laughs> animalistic hearing skills. So we're led to believe that she has some kind of psychic powers, but I think this is trying to tell us that she just hears really well. Basically, she's Wolverine. Basically, I guess, or somebody. Chris Evans said that the scene that he slips over a fish is ridiculous, and <laughs> Bong... Dude, I don't even remember that. You don't remember that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was early. Uh, um, yeah, that was when they were that. they were putting the blood of the fish on the axes, and yeah. I was thinking to myself, is that some sort of poison blood? I, that you know, I, I thought they were going to explain it, but they never did. No, he, he slips on that. He slips on that, that, that yeah. fish. Yeah, he, yeah, he's in there, and at one point in time, it's just one of those. Everything's kind of going slow motion. He, <laughs> it's like a banana peel scene. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I, don't, whoop, 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 whoop. I don't remember that. <laughs> I don't remember that somehow. It's just a weird thing, and like he's about to. Oh, he he falls, and he's about to get stabbed in the face, and then um, you know his 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 man friend shows up and and kind you of, know blocks the blocks the. Uh, I, I remember that. You know, I yeah. honestly think I was writing notes about the axe oh. fight when I missed that. Anyway, so Chris Evans said that the scene where he slips over a fish was ridiculous, and Bong had to persuade him that it was one of the twists. <laughs> twists? I figure Bong had to persuade you that tripping over a fish was okay. um, <laughs> yeah. The revolt of the Seven's female leader is um, Nam's wife, as well as Yana, Yana's mother. I don't know if we were really told that, but that's who we're supposed to be led to believe that that's his, his, his wife. Um, <clears throat> Bong wanted to underline the pressure uh, of global warming, so that's why he put it in 2014. Okay. Um, the director had reservations about casting Chris Evans in the lead role because he was so muscular, and he felt that as a resident of the extremely poverty-stricken tail section, Curtis should not be uh, physically fit. So costuming and careful camera angles kept Evans' physique from showing. Here's the problem. We know who Chris Evans is and what he's known for. So yeah. when I'm seeing him in the movie and he's kicking ass, I'm thinking it's because he's big and strong. Yeah. You know, because he's like, Captain America. Yeah. He's freaking Captain America. You know, like he couldn't cut his arm off because he couldn't cut his arm off. His arm healed too quickly because um, <laughs> he's Captain America. Like, yeah. like I, that never left my mind. Yeah. So, like, as I'm watching this and he's kicking butt, that's why. Yeah, it doesn't matter how many you know bug bars he ate, it's because he's Captain Frickin' America. The yeah. North American movie poster foreshadows Curtis's fate. Curtis's lower left arm is obscured in the poster. He would lose that appendage during the climax of the film, but then later die. So yeah, who cares so. if he lost his arm? The original director was slated to was direct to. I'm not saying that, Sam. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So close! So close! Because I was like, I don't remember putting that trivia in, but I guess I'll read it. And then as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, Sam got me one time with it. He's not going to get me again. Well done. Yeah, Sam likes to insert little notes into my script as I'm reading. And he's trying to get me to say something about Jurassic Park, but he spells it in some weird way that... Makes it seem like it's Asian. So it'd be like Jurassic Park. Yeah. 
yeah, he got me like he, I, I said that which one was it? Oh, 13 gosh. Assassins? Yeah. Yeah. You got yeah. me on that one. That was good. Uh, soundtrack grade. <laughs> I gave this an A for average because I didn't even know yeah. it was a soundtrack. Um, I, was, I was too busy concentrating on uh, baby eating and, yeah, and everything except, else. Except right. for this one weird thing that happened during the ending credits. I was really confused. It was just. <laughs> It's kind of like the end of a Bollywood film, really, yeah. if you think about it. Yeah, it was weird. They all come out and yeah, dance. That and... never happened for the We're not, not, that's not, that's not in the yeah. movie. Um, Someone's going to be like, I waited for the train scene. Yeah. The train song didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that accent. I hope that's what all of our listeners sound like. Um, yeah, all the women do. Uh, <laughs> 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 all right, uh, top three. I decided to pick um, what I would refer to as the non-American movie ending. American movies, American movies are always happy endings. We we Americans, we like our happy endings. Um, right off into the sunset under a right, yeah, the beautiful guy, sky. The yeah, guy gets the girl. The guy saves the day. You know, it's 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 a an American ending. So I decided to do kind of a, our top three, kind of what I would refer to as non-American. One's kind of a stretch, and you're gonna have to bear with me. But uh, hopefully, we can all uh, arrive at the same point. Um, got it, Andrew. <laughs> Okay, I've got a couple of. Uh, by the way, I really put some thought into this one. Unlike last time, I was with you guys and just kind of na- randomly named movies. Uh, <laughs> uh, and so, we appreciate that, Andrew. Thank yeah, you. yeah, no problem. The uh, first one that I have is uh, "No Country for Old Men." Mm-hmm. Good choice. Good choice. Yeah. Not only is that non-American, but it's confusing. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, Saw. Saw. Yeah. yeah Saw. You- I mean. What you say? Is there is there really a bad guy in Saw though, or a good I, guy? I've never seen any of them, and I don't care. Oh. Good. You can see the first one. Yeah, the first one. I've, I've really only seen the first one too. Well, um, yeah, see the first one, and you'll understand why it's so popular. But it's not it's not torture porn. No, it's like not. the older ones. Yeah, it's it's no. it's pretty interesting. Man. But I yeah I can, I agree with you, Andrew. Um, and then I actually have two more. Uh. I kind of put Silence of the Lambs in there as well because he is along the same lines. He, you know, he escapes. <laughs> he, he escapes. He lives. He keeps going. Keeps killing. Uh, but then my number one is uh, Star Wars: Empire Star- Strikes Back. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, and my number three. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's fine. No, that's good because because that was the one that I was going to have to make an argument for. Because I was, no, was going to wait for like, no, oh, but it, it, it's Star Wars. Like, yeah, but like the Empire's winning. Yeah. You know, at the end of that movie, Han is gone. Luke doesn't have a hand. Uh, Leia <laughs> kissed his, her her brother. Like, it's just all weird, you know. So for some reason, Cal Rizian is wearing Han's clothes. It's just weird. So <laughs> you'll, you'll watch it. It actually happens. Corny? All right. Uh, let's see. I'm going to go with uh, 13 Assassins. <laughs> okay. <Sorry>. Well... <laughs> By by virtue of it being in a, a foreign film, yes, yes. Uh, I also had Silence of the Lambs, so thank you, thank you, Andrew. Uh, also, uh, and the Usual Suspects. Oh yeah, uh, 
damn film. Yeah, yeah. It's only funny to the four of us. Um, <laughs> and uh, I'll actually go with uh, two. two um, I usually don't do this, but I have two honorable mentions: Romeo okay. and Juliet. Uh, okay, sure. Yeah. And uh, way to go, Shakespeare. Yeah, okay. Which would be uh, British. Yeah, but, okay. And then seven pounds. Mm, right. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, Andrew. Uh, not Andrew. Sam. I've uh, got a few uh, honorable mentions here. Um, the first one being uh, Edward Scissorhands. Oh, uh, yeah. Where he's all alone up in his castle forever, basically. Um, then I've got the uh, AI, you know, the Steven Spielberg film, uh-huh. where he's basically trapped at the bottom of the ocean forever. Yeah, try not to think about that movie. Yeah. Um, my number three is Seven. And it, for what it's worth, it wasn't a Spielberg film. It was a well, it was, it was Kubrick, Kubrick and then yeah. and then Spielberg. Yeah, um, yeah. Number three is seven. Yep. What's in the box? What's, What's in, in the box? box? Yeah. Uh, number two is Chinatown. Okay. Which is film is film noir? I mean, would that be considered and not? Well, I, I don't the genre know. doesn't, but I mean, whatever the ending is, is what it is. Well, yeah. We're talking about endings that just don't end the way we expect movies to end. Yeah. Uh, number one would be Pan's Labyrinth. Oh my god, it's been so long since I've seen that. I've never seen that. Yeah, really. I've never it's seen uh, that. it's a pretty amazing film, but uh, yeah, I know. I just don't remember the ending. It's harsh. It's pretty harsh. Well, so. good. Uh, uh, seven and Empire Strikes Back were two are also on my list. Um, my number one kind of non-American ending is a movie called Arlington Road. Um, and I don't think the three of you had seen it. Um, but, but basically, yeah. uh. If you've not seen it, I'm not going to tell you how it ends because you need to go watch it because it'll kind of uh, it'll kind of mess with you a little bit. Uh, Jeff Bridges and Tim Robbins and Joan Cusack is in it. Is this pre uh, 9/11? Oh, very, very, very pre 9/11. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. What did you say this was? I lost you for a minute. Um, uh, Arlington Road. Um, oh, okay. No, I haven't seen it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, Skype must have pooped him out because you sound like crap right now, but. It'll catch up. Um, Hooray, Skype. Anyway, there you go. That's it. Uh, no Angry Scotsman. He sent me an email and said, hey, uh, for some reason, the internet is down in Scotland. And uh, so he was unable to, uh, to uh, though he sent me an email. Um, he, <laughs> he's, he's, he's very wow. his, his phone. He's very drunk. He was able to send me an email through his phone, but the, he couldn't send me a voice uh, recording thing because apparently Scotland is broken or something. I don't know. Um, so we're, no Angry Scotsman, but I'm going to play this because I like to play it. If it's no Scottish, it's crap. So, Evening go. bastards. <laughs> uh, email. Uh, it's from our friend Jennifer, who is awesome. All right. Hi, Jennifer. Hey, uh, hey girl. How you doing? Yeah. Oh, no, no, corny. No. Bad, Bad corny. Hey, guys. I'm not sure if you're recording on Tuesday nights, but I thought I'd send you a few thoughts. Well, we record on Wednesday nights now for what it's worth, but it doesn't matter. Uh, breaking she knows our schedule. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I'm watching you. What? Oh, no. Um, I love my man Chris Evans and was excited to see that you were doing another film with him in it. Another? Have we done one with him? Have we done Avengers. One? Avengers. Oh, yeah, Avengers. That's right. You know, there's a movie that I really want to do. It's not streaming. but the Didn't called... we do the... Didn't you guys do the Wolverines? No. The, what's that? Red Dawn? That, uh, that has a Thor in it. That's got Thor, yeah. That's not... That's Thor. Oh, it's a... Okay, never mind. Yeah, Red Dawn. Did we do Red Dawn? Yeah. Was that aired? Wolverine. I know, but was it aired? 
I don't think it was. I don't think it was. I don't think we aired that one. <laughs> okay, never mind. It's like the hidden episodes of uh, Cheap Seat Reviews. <laughs> Cheap Seat Reviews. We've got so freaking many of them. We had like three or four that we recorded this kind of pre-show, uh, you know, get the bugs out kind of episodes that never will see the light of day. Speaking of never seen episodes... I saw a trailer for the Iron, sequel yeah. to Iron Sky. It's got Hitler riding a dinosaur. A what? T-Rex. <laughs> and Jesus with machine guns. Peace out. I'm going. I'm watching this movie now. Yeah, watch the trailer. Uh, it's coming out soon. Um, if it hits theaters anywhere near us, I actually want to go see it. I do, too. I hate to say it, Because that I first do. movie was terrible, but it was so fun. Andrew, <laughs> did you see that? No, I didn't watch it. Um, yeah, I go watch go, it. Iron Sky. Um, here's the problem. Actually, we'll get some beer. We'll we'll sit yeah. down and watch it with you, Andrew, because that, that's that, that, that's that the best way to do it. That's, this thing off. that's the only way. <laughs> they're, they're, Andrew, I'm just going to tell you this little thing about it. I know for the most of you have listened to this show, have either well, actually, maybe you've not have seen it, but basically, what happens is is that the 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 Nazis were losing World War II, so they retreated to their moon base. And spend the next. <laughs> this is Austin Powers. What's yeah, and this just sounds awful. This just sounds stupid. Just to even say it out loud. But they spend the next seventy years on the moon, re-engineering their army to to reinvade yeah. Earth. And it just so happens that um, uh, Sarah Palin is president. Is president. And uh, she sends up a couple astronauts to the moon to kind of get PR going for her presidential campaign, her second term. <laughs> and she sends a black guy up there to uh damn right uh because she wanted to be the first black man on the moon right and he gets captured by the nazis um and his his iphone ends up powering their giant evil spaceship right um but the best part of the movie is that you you, you know the term blackface yeah you know when a white guy puts on black makeup they they white face this black guy. They turn him they turn him into a they white dude white. with blonde hair. Um, and blue eyes. And blue See, eyes. Brothers, it, looked, it looked like they just put uh, baby powder on him. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. It's it hilarious. It's so, so awesomely bad. It's it so really stupid. is. Um uh but the, white the, chicks. Uh yeah. But the the yeah, basically. Yeah. Uh, but the main the main actress is kind of hot, and she's pretty much the only redeeming factor to it. Yeah, and I've seen the poster or the uh, advertisement. Yeah, and the yeah, Sarah Palin pretty... bit is hilarious because she's got like the Oval Office with like dead animals, and there's guns. shotguns everywhere, and she's on a treadmill. Racks and racks of guns I mean, everywhere. Yeah, there's like thirty the like shotguns and rifles. It's hilarious. So um, <laughs> if you want something light and, and light to watch, don't watch Snowpiercer. Go watch Iron Sky. Yeah, <laughs> um, I always want to redo that episode for Cheap Seat Reviews just so yeah. that we can do it uh, on air because it was a fun episode. Um, <laughs> sorry, Jennifer, we completely... Uh, <laughs> um, I love my man Chris Evans and was excited to see you were doing another film with him in it. I thought Snowpiercer was a pretty good movie, but wow, does it have some problems. I thought I'd share some thoughts. Why? What did the train... Why did the train have to continue moving? With Beep. a continuum movement engine, couldn't it just stay in one spot and simply run the heaters? Seems needless to have the train going through rough terrain. With a bit of clue uh, rules, couldn't the train operate without having to split into classes? Seemed like a needless <laughs> setup. Like, you're on the same page as us, Jen. <laughs> yeah. um, where the heck were all those bugs coming from to feed the poor people, wouldn't it? We should have read this first. This yeah. would have been awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saved like 40 minutes of our podcast. Uh, why wouldn't you have the bullets in the back of the train where you'd need them in the first place? I, I think, actually, I kind of explained that, I hope. At least that's yeah, why, that's I think it makes sense. 
Why, what was up with the random rave? Why even have the space for it? I don't know. <laughs> wait, wait. If we get this one, don't we get a prize because we answered everything? Yeah. Were the people in the front not notified that something was going on in the back? Ding, 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 ding. We win. <laughs> yeah, we win. Yeah. Or, or does Jen win because she basically guessed our whole podcast? Yeah. Good job, um, there's a few more, but I can't think of them right now. Like I said, it's a pretty good movie, and I'm anxious to hear what you guys have to say about it. Keep up the good work, guys. Jen. Thanks, Jen. You're awesome. Jen, for uh, right. asking those questions that were pretty awesome, you uh, you win a little special moment. Stop me. it, Corny. Oh, dear. You're making me uncomfortable. And what was that address <laughs> that uh, she sent that email to there, Sean? Cheapseatreviews at gmail.com. Well done, Sam. Yes, well Thank done. you. Thank you for the toss, and I spiked it down. Um, <laughs> uh, out of 10, um, um, Andrew, how many bug protein bars out of 10 are you going to give this? Uh, I think maybe a four and a half. Oh, okay. Mouth. Four and a half. Wow, four and a half. Yeah. Didn't like it. Yeah, uh, it was, I could, you know, if I never saw it again, it wouldn't really be a loss. No. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I have to write these down or something, don't I? Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Corny? Corny, sorry. Uh, how many um, uh, rocks of chronal would you give this? I give this damn movie up. Uh, why are you talking like that? <laughs> sorry, sorry, just do this to me. <laughs> um, I'm going to have to give it a seven. Uh, it, it it was it was actually really interesting. Uh, it's a completely different movie from what I watch. It it did keep my attention towards the end, and um, it I think it was. I mean, it has its problems, obviously, but the the concept is neat. I haven't. I mean, you've kind of seen it here and there before, but actually, I mean, it's just in terms of a movie. And keeping me excited, keeping me keeping my attention, I, I have to give it a seven. Okay, seven. Um, uh, 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 Sam, uh, how many polar bears about to eat the last of humanity would you give this? <laughs> you only need one, baby. <laughs> uh, you know, again, I'm glad I watched this early. I, I'd say I'd give it about a seven and a half. Um, just, I, I wish some of the holes were filled a little better. But like Corny, it's this this is unique. This is something you don't see every day. Um, and it's something off the usual radar of Hollywood. And, and I, I enjoy it because of why that. Hollywood I'd recommend it to others. Which is why Hollywood had nothing to do with it. Exactly, exactly. And I'd recommend it. I'd say, hey, check this out. See what you think. Um, you're going to see some things in this movie that you've never seen before. And that's rare to say nowadays. I'm trying to think. Like, I guess bug bars. Um, but well, bug bars. The way the the, the uh, insurrection happened, how they did that. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd say the school scene you don't see every day. God, actually, uh, the closest thing I could say to that was in Iron Sky. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't know. I I found this to be like you know very reminiscent of. Um, it, it's. It, uh, who's the guy who did? Uh, uh, I keep thinking of the composer. Um, you know, he did Batman and Edward Scissorhands. Burton. Who's the guy? Oh, Tim Burton. Tim Burton. This very it reminds me a lot of Tim Burton for some reason. Yes. Yeah. If Tim Burton had done some pretty horrific drugs. Yeah. yeah. I, see, I yeah. see what you're saying. Like it's it's uh, strange. It's, it's, it's strange. Funny, it's it's, it's got those moments of quirkiness and yeah. and real weirdness. And uh, I enjoy that in these types of things. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of did too. I don't know if I would say that I enjoyed the movie, but I'm glad that I watched it. Um, it really made you think about a lot of things. 
it, what it, this is one of those movies that makes you think like, what would I do in that scenario? You know, would I get to be hungry so hungry that I would eat an infant? You know, like, would would, would I do that? You know, so like, uh, so on on so with that, I would probably give it a like a, a seven. Um, yeah. But then you have like stupid gun shootouts over bridges, <laughs> and, um, and and dumb guys blowing holes in the trains because he thinks that's the only way off, and like, like there's enough dumb stuff to bring it down a couple notches. So I'm gonna say five and a half. Five um, and a half. Yeah, five and a half. Um, uh, uh, revolutions around the planet, or something. I don't know. I mean, that map was dumb. I actually stopped and looked at it. The route that they made is dumb. And yes, they did make a bridge over um, Alaska in Russia. Or Terabithia. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, bridge to Terabithia. Yeah. Uh, that's it, right? That's our show? Yeah, I think so. I think that's our show. Let's see. Uh, what, do we, what do we think? What are we watching I next like week? I like it a lot. Okay, thanks, Catherine. Um, <laughs> oh, wait, wait. You know, we haven't done this, this episode. What? I, by the way, I love the fact that we watched Dumb and Dumber last week oh. and then done this type of movie this week. Uh, the juxtaposition was quite uh, interesting. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Corny did remind me that this did happen in the movie. I don't know if you guys caught it. It was kind of in the background. It's like like a Wilhelm scream. It was kind of weird during the fight, the axe fighting. But um, Chris Evans was like staring down qu- weird lady and said, yeah. "If you kill my dog, I swear to God, I swear to God, I'll get really mad." <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember that part, but. He had, he, you know, he had his little uh, his head in his hand. He's just kind of staring over the wall. Yeah. Admit it. The more you think of that movie, the better you like it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, that's true. I think actually, the farther away I get away from Tucker and Dale, the more I kind of want to watch it again. I, I was getting ready to say the same thing. It's time for me to watch it again. Yeah. Um, uh, what are we you. doing next week? Um, we are doing um, Stardust next week. Ooh, Stardust, starring uh, Claire Danes and. Um, a bunch of other people I can't. Who has no of. eyebrows? Uh, what's his name? Robert, Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro and um, Michelle Pfeiffer. Mm-hmm. And the guy with long locks of hair. Yep. And Mac, Mark Mark Tristan. Strong. Yeah, Tristan. Yeah, that's his character name. Oh, uh, Mark Strong, who is a bad guy in everything. He's even a bad guy in the Jaguar commercials. I don't know if you've seen those. You know, you're talking about. There's these Jaguar commercials, and they're talking about why do British people play bad guys in movies. Oh, yeah. And so you got Tom Hiddleston, Hiddleston. you got yeah. Mark Strong, and you've got um, the other um, a bad guy from Iron Man 3, um, Sir Bing Kingsley. Yeah. He's way more things than that, that guy. He played Gandhi, for goodness sakes, but anyway. I don't know. Gandhi's pretty bad. Well, um, well he wasn't Gandhi 2. Yeah. Okay. Gandhi 2. Gandhi harder. That was a... That was a weird Al Yankovic reference. If you got that out there, you were my best friend. Um, so yeah, and come to his house right now, right now, um, so you can see my big. Oh wait, Weird Al but, collection. Yes. <laughs> this podcast is going nowhere but down right now. Yeah. <sighs> on the track. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I didn't make enough train jokes this time. And I was actually just thinking that <laughs> yeah. we didn't have very many. Tra- well, it's because Chad was. Chad's usually pretty good. He's on he the- gets us rolling along. He really does. Uh, rolling, rolling. He just keeps on chugging. Yeah. <laughs> like like that, that crazy song that those kids sing. Uh, uh, thank you so much for uh, everything. Um, all the people that I'm supposed to thank right now. Um, Sight and sound. Um, yep, they will be uh, streaming us, providing the stream for the live episode. 
Um, SteveEverett.net. He gives us some music. He's awesome. He plays for us. CheapSeatReviews.com. Check us out. Um, um, we have Facebook.com slash CheapSeatReviews. At CheapSeatCast on Twitter. And send your emails to CheapSeatReviews at gmail.com. So on behalf of not Chad, but Andrew, Corny, and Sam, this is Sean saying good night. Thanks for listening. And if you get stuck on a train, don't throw shoes at people because you'll get your arms broken. And then that thing happens. What happens if the engine stops? We all freeze and die. Yeah. <laughs>